The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lowe, host of NBC's coverage of the Premier League. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Plus, be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Good morning and a very warm welcome to our first fan fest of the season, live from downtown Austin here in Texas, East 17th Street here to my right and beyond that, Schultz Garden, more of that in just a second. Sean, you are with us in Boston, this is Austin, how different an experience is this fan fest for you? Um, it's, it's incredible to um, drive up this morning and see how many fans outside queuing to get in and how many fans are in there and how it, it's breathtaking to be honest. It really is, they've been queuing since 3 o'clock this morning. Now as we said you're a Manchester City ambassador, of course you used to play for Chelsea and other clubs as well. Why is being a City ambassador so important to you over here in the States because I know you live here? Um, I think it's, it's where I started um, as a kid and in, in, in many ways they made me the person and the player that I am today so to be able to, to help give something back and obviously make, make the sport global and work well with City across the world it is just a feeling I can't really describe. So when I say it's cold, it's so cold that Devo not only needs a hat, he needs dark glasses. Yeah, that's a little bit more to do with the <laughs> night I just had that's still going on here in Austin. Rebecca, look! <laughs> As it should be. Rog couldn't make it. Thank God. I mean, I've never enjoyed working with Roger Moore, honestly. He is. <laughs> this is, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a word in, which happens very, very rarely on any Men in Blazers segment. What do you think so far of this? I think this is impressive. This is humanity. There are many people here. They're having a good time, especially in the courtyard. <laughs> and uh, the courtyard is where it's going down. This is amazing. Austin's an amazing city, an amazing Premier League city. How can you not have fun here? We've even seen a Reading fan today as well. We've got so many clubs covered. How was your show yesterday, by the way, in your little uh, panic room? The here? show was crap, perfectly on brand. <laughs> Roger bailed out about three minutes early and we filled with absolutely nothing. We've been loving seeing every single club represented here. Everybody's been having their breakfast. The bar's been open for a couple of hours. We've got a mechanical bull here. We've got representatives from EA Sports, from Nike. People are getting tattoos, not real ones. People are eating pancakes. There's all sorts going on. We've got loads of special guests as well. But what is a Premier League fan fest if you don't have the all-time top scorer in the Premier League, Mr. Alan Shearer joins us. Alan, it's so lovely to have you here. Now, this is your third fan fest. You've done New York, you've done Washington, D.C. Yes. What do you make of Texas? Wow, what an atmosphere. It was brilliant in New York. It was fantastic in Washington. But what about this atmosphere today? So, so many tops around. The love for the Premier League is incredible. 
Brilliant to be here. It is amazing. No matter what state you go to, no matter what city, there's every single yeah. club represented. Anthony, our camera operator, I think we're going to head in to the courtyard at Schultz Garden. Alan, let's take a walk and see if we can find uh, Robbie, Robbie and Kyle. So this is a really historic landmark here in Texas. And it's a great place to come down and watch all sorts of sporting events. Now, football in the last 10 years, without a doubt, has mm. taken off in this country. Does it surprise you? I know you come back here quite often. Does it surprise you when you see the growth? Well, when you when you see what it's up against and what it's got to compete against football with so many sports Absolutely. here in, in America. But what I've found so interesting and great to see is, is every time I come back, the love for it seems to be growing. I mean, they have to get up at stupid o'clock. I mean, I, when, when, when I was waking up this morning about four o'clock, they were queuing outside. It's, it's incredible to see. You can hear everyone. You can just feel the love for the game that they have. Absolutely right. If you're a Premier League fan in the United States, you have to make an extra effort to watch the Premier League. Now, we are in the courtyard here of Schultz Garden, which is the main hub of our fan fest here in Austin, Texas. I'm looking for Robbie, Robbie and Kyle, and they are here. Gentlemen, now, if you can hear me, Kyle, so far, what have you made of this so far today? Well, um... I can't, I can't hear what you said, which means that it's going really well so far. The sun came up, and the volume's going up a little bit. Games are good. The goals are going in. The beers are being served. So it's so good. Robbie, I mean, Alan was just talking about when you're a Premier League fan in the United States, yeah. you have to get up seriously early. You have to yeah. be even more committed yeah. than maybe even some at home. Yeah, I think sometimes, Rebecca, and Alan will know, having come over now, a third fan fest, we think our fans at home love our football clubs. But when they come here, there's like an extra dedication, an extra sacrifice out. But what is, what is so impressive is it's, it's not just Liverpool, it's not just Manchester United, Man City, Chelsea, it's every single Premier League club, and that's brilliant to see. Robbie, so far have you been chatting to some of these fans? What have they been saying? Well, a little bit of banter with the Villa fans, they're a little bit lively. They're a, they're a little bit quiet with the scoreline, but they give me a little bit of stick. But i tell you what, a lot of Everton fans as well for the next little game window, so lots of fun here. Kyle, we've asked you this question before, but it's always interesting to get your answer. Growing up in the United States, if I told you in 30 years' time that you'd be standing in the middle of Austin, Texas, surrounded by as many passionate fans as you are, what would you have thought? Well, if, if you said you're going to turn out like this this early for football, you'd probably say it's the Longhorns down the road. So to see that there's enough love in towns like this for the world's most beautiful game, I, I grew up trying to find it on TV. And, and getting to watch some of these legends, but it was it was hard to find it. And now that kids can wake up, it's on their phone, on their tablet. But people will queue at 3 a.m. to come in here and celebrate like this. It's it's special. It, it makes it emotional. Well, it isn't just people from Austin. It's not just people from Texas. We met people from San Francisco who've come in. We've met people from Portland Timbers in Portland who've come down. People have come from all over the country to be part of We've got a couple of people who say, yeah. I, I was in New York, I was in D.C. <laughs> Robbie, you used to live in Boston. You did love the Boston two-day fan fest that we did. How is Texas so far rating against Boston? Oh, he's a Boston. Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Not bad. Pretty good. Very good, very good. Better. Anyway, it's time we had some breakfast tacos, by the way. Yeah, breakfast Al, tacos. Al, have you had breakfast tacos? Breakfast tacos. Yeah, I've just had breakfast, yeah. Not too bad, eh? Yeah, breakfast yeah. tacos so. in well, Austin, Texas. Yeah, cheers for inviting us to breakfast. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so the men in blazers, Michael yeah. Davis, yeah. Um, you guys came here, you did your shows, we just saw them yeah. last night, yeah. and then you went out on the town. Is that a fair assessment? I think it would be fair to say I'm still out, Rebecca, <laughs> at this point. I haven't gone home yet. And don't act like you weren't there, out on the lash with us, dancing on tables in yes, your palace dress. <laughs> oh, goodness, I knew this interview was a mistake. Um, okay, so first of all, what are your yeah. first impressions, although you haven't been home, but your first impressions this morning, since the sun has come up, of beautiful Austin and all the Premier League fans. Okay, weirdly, it is, it is, this is my weather report. It's even colder since the sun came up, which is, that is amazing. That's real Texas weather. Um, look, the fans are phenomenal. Austin, we've known forever, is a proper soccer city, as they say in America, a proper football town. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing place uh, in the pantheon of American soccer. Austin, Texas! And just quickly, before we do a little bit of judging of some pancakes, okay. the growth of football since you've come to the States in 10 seconds. Football did not exist when I came to the United States of America in 1990. Uh, it now exists. It is phenomenal what has happened. I love it. I love all shapes of it. A rising tide lifts all boats, Rebecca Lowe. We should love all soccer, whichever league it is played in. Correct. Tim Howard, the one and only Everton legend, US men's national team legend, is with me. Tim, it's very loud here in Texas. It is. They're absolutely loving having you here. Can we start by congratulating you on quite a magnificent career? How does it feel to be retired? It feels amazing. <laughs> my, my body is thanking me, but I'm excited for what's to come. Now, you're an Everton ambassador now. What does that entail? What does that keep you busy with? Well, well Everton's my club, so it's just, uh, I love the club, I wanted to be a part of it, and I said, any way I can help, let me know, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach the good word of Everton around America and, and the world, and uh, see how we go. Brilliant stuff. This fan fest today, you've probably seen the other ones in New York and Boston yeah. and D.C. What have you made of the crowd? Uh, they've, uh, they've been absolutely brilliant, really. Um, everyone, you know, even, even, even non-Everton fans have been really good, and uh, they're out here to have a good time, support the Premier League, and... Um, I'm enjoying it. I'll jump in the crowd in a minute. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Tim Howard, to jump in the crowd in a minute. We will get that on camera. Now, in your spare time, you have a little bit more spare time yeah. on your hands. Part owner of Memphis 901, yeah. a USL club. We've got some of the fans yeah. here as well, which is brilliant, Tim. Now, one of the traditions at Memphis, you have to explain this to me because this is a smashing a guitar yeah. before every home game. For every home game, we are, we are a music town. Uh, come out, flex your muscles, and uh, smash the guitar. So we enjoyed it. It was a rainy day, but we enjoyed it. It's a tradition of ours, so we're excited. Oh, it's brilliant stuff. <laughs> i tell you what, that is a fantastic tradition. You won't get that no. anywhere else. Now, a couple of quick more questions for you. Since, of course, you grew up here, went to the UK, came back, the difference for me and tell us the difference and what you've noticed well, it's just, you look at see like Austin they're thriving they're you know they're super excited ready for MLS they have a USL team and then they can support the Premier League as well uh, soccer in America is is alive and well I'm just excited to be a part of it it is certainly alive and kicking and somebody who you and everybody here has been keeping an eye on has been Christian Pulisic yeah. at Chelsea the US men's national team star it's been a hard start for him in some ways but the last couple of weeks he's coming good how much faith do you have in him Tim a ton of faith look uh, it, that this is this 
places to football around the world. He was brought in by a manager who's no longer there. Um, you know, Frank is playing some of his own guys, but in the last two games, you see, he's bashing the door down. He, he didn't start. He comes at the end. He gets an assist in each of those two games. Yeah. And now, this is what you have to do as a player. Get your head down and make the manager pick you. He's going to be just fine. And still so young. It just turned yeah. 21. Tim, plenty more from you later. Absolute pleasure to have Tim Howard here at our fan fest. Absolutely crushed by that Everton result, especially after last weekend. They did so well beating West Ham United. The person I'm talking about is a man who spent 10 years of his career at Everton. They call him Mr. Everton, the legend that is Tim Howard. Tim joins me here in the courtyard at Schultz Garden. Can I wipe the tears from your eyes, Tim Howard, after that? I truly am gutted. What a oh. terrible, terrible result. I mean, what happened? Because there are, yeah. you look like we're in control towards the end. Yeah, well, that, that's been the issue with Everton all season, is not scoring the goals when we're in the ascendancy. Um, we dominated the game. It just didn't come off. And then, obviously, the, the, the phantom VAR penalty call uh, kind of kind of tilted things in Brighton's favor. What are you, a fan of VAR or no? I'm a massive fan of VAR. They should get all of them right if they take the time to look at them. And I think there's just too many that are wrong. And those are the days that uh, you curse it. And just finally, Tim, the one thing for Everton this season, the consistency needs to improve, doesn't it? That's the problem. Well, well, you know, when we looked at the fixtures coming out, we thought we could have a right good run here at the beginning yeah. of the season. It just hasn't worked out yet. Tim, it's so lovely to have you here. We'll chat to you more later. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank I'm going to leave you with your many fans. Tim Howard, US team absolute legend one of the many celebrity guests that we've got here today now i'm surrounded by all sorts of fans there's a chelsea fan there and they're following me as well i didn't realize they were following me chelsea are going to burnley at top floor on nbc at 12 30 eastern and we have one of chelsea's best ever players legendary england player as well and may i say ashley cole the newest member of the coaching staff at chelsea the assistant coach of the under 15s ashley thank you so much for joining us i want to pick your brains about frank lampard you played with him with so many years are you surprised how well he is turning out as a manager no, I wouldn't say surprised. I think, uh, obviously, I worked with him at Derby uh, and see how kind of intense he was and his knowledge and understanding of the game. Uh, we used his kind of philosophy in, in, in Derby and, you know, he just brought, took it on to Chelsea and now, yes, he's using the younger players. Uh, so all round, he's done a great job and, of course, for the club and for the fans, it's brilliant that now we're getting English young players coming through as well. And as I said, you're part of that with the under-15s at the academy. How different a feel does the club have now to maybe when you were playing when there were lots of trophies but very few youth players coming through yeah i don't think we can you know always forget about the, the bigger picture in terms of they still want to win trophies yeah. uh but yes now i'm working with the under 15s and and i tell them every day there is now light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it's been shown by Frank that he's given the, the younger kids a chance. Uh, so, yes, it may be in two, three years now, my age group at the minute could be playing in the first team. So they've got the path. They've got a manager that's given them chances. Uh, but they just now got to work hard and take their chances when it comes. Well, if those under-15s have half the career that you had, then they'll be damn lucky. Thank you so much, Thank Ashley you. Cole, for joining us. What a legend, everybody. Ashley Cole. Christian Pulisic in, I mean, talk about how to make an impact. Uh, have you been bedding him in? Has that been the idea? Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't wanted to say too much. I get asked a lot, but 
he had a week he had a week break this summer one week from his international team so he comes here for a big price tag he has one week of holiday he wants to come back fair play I love that but at the same time why am I going to throw him in uh, play games early in the season I've got competition in that area but I know what he's going to be for this club I have to try and do it in the right way to get the best out of him I'm not trying to claim it because he's got a hat trick I just feel he's going to be a really good player for us and uh, delighted for him delighted for him such interesting words there from Frank Lampard Robbie Earl it sounds like in Lampard Pulisic has the perfect manager he has managed him expertly Rebecca in terms of when the pressure was on he didn't put him in the team he slowly gave him the minutes and Pulisic's come on and, and made goals for the team and then he got his first team start today and a hat trick is not only great for Christian but he shows that Frank Lampard is handling these young players in the right way Chelsea are in really good hands right now Christian, many congratulations. You're holding the match ball. What's it like to get your first Chelsea goals and become the youngest Chelsea player to get a Premier League hat-trick? It's incredible. Honestly, I, I can't believe it. Uh, the goals were amazing today. Um, and, uh, I mean, it was a really good team performance. I just wish in the end we uh, could have kept a uh, clean sheet. Uh, you know, I lost a ball I'm, I'm not happy with, so I still got uh, room to improve. It was a perfect hat-trick, wasn't it? A left foot, right foot, and a header. The header was pretty tidy. Which was your favourite? That's <laughs> tough to say. Um... I don't know. I think I'd have to go with the left foot. Uh, I don't know why. It's just my favourite one. This is some Chelsea team that's emerging, a young team. What's it like to play it? It's incredible. These guys are so fun to play with. I think we just have so much energy. But uh, some of the more experienced guys also bring a really nice touch to the team. And, uh, yeah, right now it's just uh, just really just enjoying every moment of it. And yet you've had to be patient. What's that been like? I mean, it's normal. You know, I came to the team and uh, I wanted to make an impact. And uh, it's not going to you know, happen right away, so I had to prove myself and uh, continue to work. And uh, I'm happy I could go out and uh, help the team today. Seven straight wins in all competitions. Where can this team go? <laughs> yeah, we just want to keep it going right now. We're obviously on a roll. But uh, like we've been saying, we've just been taking it game by game. So next focus is, you know, the midweek one. And then, uh, yeah, we just go from there. Back with you here in Austin, Texas, in the courtyard of Schultz Garden. The fans are coming in by their hundreds. Yesterday we had over 5,500. We expect the same, if not more, today. And we have our broadcast stage just above the main section of supporters here behind us. So what a great day it was for Christian Pulisic and for Chelsea yesterday as well. Seven straight wins in all competitions now for Frank Lampard's men. Robbie Musto, let me come to you about Christian Pulisic. His quality as a footballer has never been in doubt. What do you say now about his mentality that he came through what's been a really tough couple of months, actually, at the start of his Chelsea career to come and give us that performance yesterday? Well, I'll tell you what I think, I think is important here is that he must remember what he's done to get to this point. So, of course, he didn't go great at the start, but he obviously trained very well, earned his start, and he performed. The last thing, and I'm sure it won't happen, but is to feel a little bit too comfortable. There are players in this team and in this squad, and particularly wide players, that are desperate to start. Hudson-Odoi was left out. Pedro was on the bench. So he's got to maintain that level, performance. I'm sure he'll be in and out, because that's what happens in, in teams like that in terms of rotation. But remember what got him to this point where he performed at his very best, and don't go too far away from that. Kyle, I know you don't know him that well personally, but you spent time in his company. You know a lot of people who do know him really yeah. well. Do you think that that could be an issue? Is he a complacent kind of person or player? Or do you think he's incredibly focused and ready despite everything? I mean, listen, I would never use complacency with Christian Pulisic. And um, 
you know, what I what I know about him personally is what I, I've heard from players that have been in camp with them, coaches that uh, see a player that right when he got in with the U.S. team during qualifying uh, could be trusted in big moments and wanted the ball in big moments. And, and almost a slow start to his Chelsea career, um, we weren't seeing that. We, we were seeing a, a, a timid and, and unsure Christian Pulisic mainly because he knows he should make an impact right away. It has nothing to do with the price tag. has nothing to do with the size of the expectations for the American fans. It has to do with he has a serious drive to go be the best of any player on the, on, on the team. And at Dortmund, he struggled sometimes. And, and Sancho and other players got him out of the side. You know, it's a constant grind to prove yourself. And I think Frank Lampard, uh, Robbie, and we talked mm. to him um, when we were over there for, for preseason, has done a, a wonderful job of saying, listen, no one gets in the side without yeah. proving it. Has managed the situation really well. It's really interesting, though, and, and Cal picked up a point there, Rebecca. I remember bef before getting into the Premier League, my first Premier League game, I had doubts if I'm going to be good enough. I had doubts. I was 25 years old. I was a mature player. But you, till you go there, till you score, till you play well, till you be part of the thing, these doubts in your mind. And, and he's had to have doubts. And I'll tell you what really stood out for me in the first two goals. He had opportunities where he could have assisted. Played somebody else. And you know what? You get a pat on the back for an assist and you think, well, that's okay doing the same thing but he took the moment he took the shot with his left foot he went through with his right foot had options again took his right foot that tells me he's a strong character and here's the thing he's doing it when you did that and when i first got in um, into the team i had a knockout of an international that played in columbia um, for columbia in the world cup the last world cup you know that wasn't with every fan back home watching our every touch and judging what we're doing. I mean, the, the expectations on him. Mm. And listen, he's got to understand they're going to be there. Price tag, whether he's American or not, brings expectations. But to have that confidence and ride through tough times when literally every touch you make on the field is being scrutinized back home is, is a challenging thing. And so far, you know, it's early in his career. But Frank Lampard and, and Jurgen Klopp said this guy's going to have a good career. Whether it's at Chelsea, we'll see. But right now, it's a good moment in his young career. Alan Shearer, who of course has come all the way from Newcastle in England. Al, this is just getting better and better out here. We're up to capacity. I don't even know if you can hear me. If you can, you just watched the ending there of the Newcastle Wolves game. Yeah. Your boys took the lead in the first half, lost Longstaff with eight minutes to go. Wolves had already equalised by then. What did you make of the performance? Um, second half was disappointing from a Newcastle point of view. Wolves so thoroughly deserved, I thought, to get back into the game. Um, Well-deserved goal and Newcastle were hanging on. Um, from the last sort of half an hour, really. Couldn't get a kick in the, uh, in the game. Long, long stuff was sent off. Understand why, when you're going for a tackle like that, you run the risk of, of getting, a, uh, getting a red card. I think a draw was probably a fair result in the end. Al, it's a really difficult question, and I know we're only 10 or 11 games into the season. You know I'm going to ask it <laughs> to do. you, though. How concerned are you by the dreaded drop? Yeah, very concerned, yeah, because it's, it's a lack of goals for, uh, for Newcastle. Um, that's been the case most of the season, and unless things improve rapidly, then that's going to continue. They have to get bodies in in, uh, in January to try and help them out a little bit, but it's without doubt a concern. Seamus, welcome. You are with us in Boston. How does Texas compare? I don't know right now. You can see it right now, Rebecca. They are hot. They are on fire. They are giving, us, they're giving Boston a run for the money, right? Are we going to beat Boston? Yeah! 
There's our answer right there. There's our answer. And we brought Bobby with us. We've got Bobby Firmino in the house as well. And now I've got to talk to you about last time we saw each other, which was at the Boston Fan Fest. It was Liverpool Spurs that day. You got that late goal, which made you a very happy man. I think that's the understatement <laughs> of the day. Um, it was an amazing... There you go. There you are. What memories. Changed your hair. Got a little bit more conservative today, though, James, with a hat. Um, I just want to talk about last season because you came so close to winning the Premier League. You got the Champions League. How did last season end for you? What were your emotions? Obviously, I was disappointed to lose by one point. Uh, the league, you know, it's been like 1990 since we last won it. But winning the Champions League was a great, uh, I mean, it was, it was an unbelievable experience to be there in Madrid and to become European champions. I mean, when you're the best in Europe, right? There's nobody else to compare. The best in Europe. So, but like, I'm good because we're building on last year. We had a slip up last week against Manchester United. But we're, on, we're in great form, we're in a great target to, be, to win the league and bring it back to Anfield, first time since 1990. Number 19 is on the cards, Rebecca, and I feel so confident about this team and what they can accomplish with. It is, though, just about time to say goodbye from our first fan fest of this season. We did have a sneaky idea that Austin might be a rather special city to come to, and we have been proved right. Premier League fans came out in force to do what you rarely see anywhere else in the world. No matter the team they support, they stand shoulder to shoulder with one thing in common, their love for what is surely the greatest football league in the world. Austin, Texas, you have been marvellous. We will see all of you in Austin and across the United States right back on air next Saturday morning at 7 Eastern. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.